Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well... That's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hello and welcome. This is Colleen O'Grady, the host of the Power Your Parenting Moms with Teens podcast. This is a gathering place for moms to be encouraged, nurtured, and inspired. Also, you'll learn the latest in teen research and trends and get practical parenting tips. You really can improve your relationship with your teen and enjoy the teenage years. Welcome back, everyone, to the 119th episode of Power Your Parenting, Moms with Teens podcast. I'm Colleen O'Grady, the host of the show. Obviously, my podcast is for moms of teens, but today I'm going to honor dads of teens. Yesterday was Father's Day, and many of you moms were corralling your teens to do something special for their dads for Father's Day. And in this episode, I want us to remember and reflect on our dads. What do you remember about your dad when you were in high school? How did he treat you? Do you have any specific memories that stand out? Was he a significant parent in your life or was he more distant? What qualities are you grateful for in your dad? What gifts did he give you? And I'm not just talking about material gifts. The reason I'm asking you these questions is to give you perspective on how dads impact our teens by looking at how your dad impacted you in high school. It's sometimes hard to see it with your teen's dad because you're so close to it. My dad passed away three years ago. He lived till 90, and for that I'm grateful. I was definitely a daddy's girl. My dad balanced out my mom. My mom was a perfectionist, and there was a right way to do everything. My mom was hard on me, and that wasn't all bad. The gift in that is she really believed in me and wanted me to reach my full potential. However, my dad was way more chill. My mom's philosophy in life was, get it right. My dad's was, it's close enough. Close enough felt a lot better than having my mom on my back all the time to get it right, especially when I was little or a teen. 
This especially played out when I was a little girl, when it was time to wash the windows. I would always want to wash the outside windows with my dad, and my sister would wash the inside windows with my mom. My mom would be on my sister to get the windows absolutely perfect, no streaks. Outside, my dad would be making jokes. He'd be playful. It was way more relaxed with my dad. We had fun washing the windows, and it was good enough. I think like most dads of teenage daughters, he didn't like anybody that I dated in high school. He acted like they were predators that he had to protect me from. I think he called the guys I went out with in high school as disheveled and shaggy, and probably losers. But he never told me this to my face. He would tell this to my mom, who had to be the enforcer of all the bad news. My dad took us on a couple of vacations when I was in high school. One was to Yellowstone, Banff, and Lake Louise. And I think I was in my big, moody, broody teenage phase. I couldn't possibly have been any fun to hang out with. When I was a senior in high school, my dad took our family to Hawaii, and we went to three of the islands, and I especially loved the catamaran ride. But all I can remember is that there were so many cute guys, and I just wanted to be free of my parents. I put on my long halter top floral dress that my parents had just bought me and escaped with my sister in search of meeting some gorgeous, amazing surfer. And I did meet someone that I talked to under the palm tree as the sun was setting. And then my dad yelled, time to go home. Bam. My dad invested time and money into an experience that I will never forget. I love those vacations. But at the time, I was showing my parents everything but gratitude. So good news, parents, even though your teens may be looking like they're having the worst time ever, it really is going to be stored up as a beautiful memory. My dad wasn't perfect because no dad is. But so many gifts he gave me were woven into the fabric of my life. I just assumed that's how life was. Yes, I did grow up privileged. I never had to worry about money. I lived in new financial security. My dad, who grew up in the Great Depression, was never flashy with money. He deeply appreciated it, and my parents were frugal. They taught me how to budget my money and wait to buy clothes that I wanted until they were on sale. And then they splurged on giving us great experiences like these vacations. My parents' relationship was stable, and I didn't have to worry about them. I grew up with the gift of a stable home. I didn't have intentional time with my dad in high school, but my time with him was integrated into our family rituals like family dinners, especially Sunday dinners, where we would pull out the tablecloth and crystal. I had to go to church every Sunday, like it or not, and in high school, I did not like it. I thought it was boring, but that's what we did, and Sunday after Sunday, I would sit next to my dad in the pew, and I can still feel that now, and that brings me great comfort. It seemed to me that my dad was as happy as I was when church got out, and we could go home and have our big after-church brunch, and my dad would celebrate any possible holiday and get a post-church milk punch. I think some of my favorite times with my dad in high school were playing checkers with him. It was our thing. He'd win the majority of times, and he loved that. 
I can still see his smile. But every now and again, I would triple jump him and win the game. And he loved that too. He was proud of me. My dad taught me how to think strategically. My dad loved his cigars, and after dinner, he would go out on the back porch and smoke one. This was some of the best times to talk with my dad. I actually liked cigar smoke because of it. He was relaxed, and it wasn't like we were even talking about anything important. It was just being in his presence that felt good. My dad didn't pry. He might ask me one question, but I never felt interrogated. My dad was a peacemaker, and the only time I ever saw him angry was when I had six filet mignons on a plate ready to be grilled, and my 85-pound yellow lab ate four of them in about five minutes. He definitely yelled at my dog after that. My dad loved his steak. The biggest gift that my dad gave me is how I felt when I was with him. I knew he delighted in me. He was always genuinely glad to see me. He always asked how I was and seemed to have genuine empathy. If I didn't perform well at something, he was quick to tell me, that's okay. He believed I was smart and could do anything I wanted to. I never felt criticized. My Irish heritage dad, Richard O'Grady, had a little leprechaun in him, a little mischievous, playful spirit. He was always making jokes and seeing the levity in things. He would make everyone he came across feel special. No matter how moody broody I was in those teenage years, he could make me laugh and he would maintain connection with me. I had emotionally distanced from my mom in high school. She was constantly on me. I felt like I couldn't get anything right. I felt judged and criticized by her. I felt terrible about myself when I was around her. But in those teenage years, I felt secure in my father's love. And this was tested in my junior year in high school. I went to a small private high school, and we had an open campus. It was okay to leave campus when you weren't having classes. One day, I had gone home, and then it started raining. I was running late, so I sped back to school. And it was raining so hard, I I couldn't see. I swerved, and I pulled into the parking lot really quickly. And what I didn't see was a three- to four-foot cylinder of cement that was supposed to hold up a light pole, but there was no pole. And I didn't see it. So my parents, big Chrysler Newport that I called the big yellow barge, looked like a yellow banana after hitting that cement post. The car wrapped itself around the block and the hood of the car was all I could see way above the window. In my panic, I tried to put the car in reverse. Of course, the car didn't start. It was totaled. I was in shock and humiliated. There was no alcohol involved. I was just careless. The principal of the school called my dad and told him that I had dented the bumper and that they needed to tow my car. My dad, being a smart man, said, why would you need to call a towing company if she just dented the bumper? My mom picked me up from school. It had been a horrible day. I felt so stupid. The sun came out during the day, and right in the middle of the parking lot was the wreckage of my parents' big yellow barge. A lot of kids during the day came out and were laughing about the accident, and my high school self felt like they were laughing at me. My dad went to look at the car before he came home. I will never forget how scared I was as my dad came through the door. 
I thought he would just yell at me and that I would never drive again. What I didn't know is that at the body shop, they told him that it was a miracle that I wasn't hurt or dead. My dad came up to me and gave me a huge hug, and then he looked me in the eye and gave me his car keys and said, I know this was an accident, and I don't want you to be afraid of driving. My dad wasn't giving me his car. What he was giving me was grace, the grace that it was an accident, the grace that I was a teenager, the grace that I can learn from my mistakes. My dad was right to extend grace. That was exactly what I needed. I didn't need punishment. I didn't need to be yelled at. I was already too hard on myself, and I would have been scared to drive again if I didn't have the grace to lean upon my dad's confidence in me. To sum it all up, my relationship with my dad was invaluable. I hope you can think about your dad and remember the gifts that he has given you, and I know that's not true for all of you. Many of you listening may have a hard time finding anything to celebrate about your dad. Your memories may be laden with hurtful or traumatic memories. Now we're going to talk about your teen's dad. So here's another question for you. Can you see the gifts that your teen's dad is giving your teen right now? What are you grateful for? What do you respect? In other words, can you see a reason to celebrate your teen's father. I remember being interviewed on a radio show and the host was talking about Mother's Day and he asked me, am I supposed to do something for my wife for Mother's Day? Shouldn't it be up to my kids for them to do something? She's not my mother. Whew, sigh. Well, I set that host straight. Moms know that we have to get our teens on board to celebrate their dad because they probably won't do it on their own. We can get our kids to sign a card or buy a shirt for their dads, but often we don't think about how we feel about our teen's dad and what we're truly grateful for. And here's why. Moms and dads can be at odds with each other during the teenage years for a kajillion reasons. Number one is stress. Another reason is that teens like to split mom and dad and pin them against each other so that they can get their way. Teens have a knack of knowing the weak link so that they can go to that unsupervised party. When there is stress in the home, there's drama. And where there is drama, it's easy for moms and dads to point fingers and blame each other. You're too hard on him. You are too controlling. You are too lenient. You don't follow through. You are too emotional. You are too distant. You have no idea what's really going on. You are too involved. And on and on it goes. Before you know it, the teens are sitting back watching the two of you in the boxing ring, and the teens are off the hook. It feels like you and dad are in a competition between who is the better parent and who your teen likes better. And this can be really painful when you feel you are the one who is losing, that you're the one being left out or being ganged up against. Instead of being grateful for your differences with dad and knowing that you can complement each other as parents, when it becomes competitive, both of you become polarized. You feel his generosity is ruining your teen or his firmness is ruining them. And he feels the same way about you. If you are the one who is more the enforcer of the rules, 
then you are totally ticked off when the other parent gifts your child with jeans, shoes, or a car. You accuse him of being the Disney dad and only showing up for the fun stuff, or that he's not taking their academics seriously. You're the one up all night wrestling down screens at nighttime from your teen while dad sleeps through it. You take the phone away and dad gives it back. This can really intensify with divorce. It really can get bad. Teens help to demonize the more strict parent, so they tend to want to stay with the parent who's more lenient and chillaxed. When things get so polarized, then teens do everything they can to avoid visitation with the other parent. This is often when the attorneys get involved and intensify that polarization between the parents. No one wins here. The biggest gift you can give your teen on Father's Day or Mother's Day is to not see the other parent as competition, but to see them as complementary to you. Your teens benefit from having two parents that complement each other. Your teen thrives with having a healthy relationship with both of you. Your teen's self-esteem and mental health will suffer if one of her parents is cut out of her life. And the exception to this is if the other parent is a danger to the teen, like if they are active in their addiction or emotionally, sexually, or physically abusive. But if it's just that the two of you have become polarized or competitive, then you can work on that for the sake of your kids. This is where coaching or therapy can be very helpful. One thing that will help is to intentionally get out of the position of being the polarized opposite of the other parent, meaning you are reacting to the other parent by being the polar opposite. For example, if you think he is too lenient, you become more controlling. If you think he's too much a Disney dad, you are all business. I can look back at my high school years and see that my dad got all the perks from being the more easygoing parent. However, behind the scenes, my dad would complain to my mom and she had to be the bad cop. My dad never was the bad cop. I really would have benefited in those years if my mom had been more a Disney mom and more chill and more present, more accepting, and if at times my dad would have stepped up and been the enforcer of the boundaries and the rules. I can tell you that many moms get robbed of the perks of having a little Disney mom in them. You attract more flies with honey than vinegar. I think that's how that saying goes. What I mean by Disney mom is that you get to have positive experiences with your teen and not just have to be the negative parent. So mom, if you're always stressed out with your teen, add some Disney to your relationship with your teen. Which takes me to the next point. What will also help you have a more complimentary relationship with your teen's dad is to be strategic. You can naturally fall into the same old patterns that polarize you and the other parent. When you are strategic, you can sit down with dad and decide who is going to do what, and you can mix up the roles. Maybe the next big teen issue gets assigned to dad, and you get to sit that issue out. This does take some flexibility, but when you can intentionally and strategically divvy up some of the harder parts of parenting, everyone wins. There are times you may have more energy to take on the newest issue, and there are times that you have no mothering reserves left. 
And the same goes with the Father. And if you're in good communication, then you can work with that. If your intention is to complement each other, then you can strategically figure this out in a respectful and practical way. This is way better than getting really resentful at each other. Your teen's relationship with their dad is important and invaluable to their well-being, and so is your relationship with your teen. There's plenty of room and love and fun for both of you when parenting a teen. Your teen can love both you and their dad. In conclusion, be mindful to not let parenting become a competition. One of the greatest Father's Day gift that you can give your teen's father is this. Give yourself 30 minutes and try to see this from your teen's perspective. Now your teen is an adult and looking at her relationship with her dad. What is she grateful for as an adult? What will he remember? How will she be a better person because of how her dad was to her in high school? What are those attributes and values? Start writing down what he's doing in your teen's life right now. What situations did he handle well? Does he handle well? Like my dad did with my car accident in high school. How did he show up for your teen where they felt seen? Where did he show his strength and protection? Write all these things down. And now I want you to tell the dad, tell him in a card, an email, or in person what you really appreciate about his parenting. Give him this gift. It's the best Father's Day present ever. Parenting is not a feel-good activity. But if he feels appreciated and important and valued and needed, he will feel he's living his own parenting hero's journey. And you acknowledging that and appreciating him will encourage him to show up more for his kids. Also share how you were changed by your dad. Help him think about what his teens will be saying about him when they are adults and how they will be passing down his positive attributes to the next generation. This concludes this week's episode of Power Your Parenting Moms with Teens podcast. If this podcast has been helpful, I would absolutely love it if you could go to Apple Podcasts and give Power Your Parenting Moms with Teens podcast a five-star review. This makes it easier for other moms like you to find the support and encouragement they need. Also, my best-selling and award-winning book, Dial Down the Drama, Reducing Conflict, Reconnecting with Your Teenage Daughter, A Guide for Mothers Everywhere. You can find that and order it online at Amazon and Barnes & Noble. And you can always find other great resources and contact me at ColleenOGrady.com, two L's and two E's. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.